We're here, baby. We're on. We're back live. The handsome Brian, not looking at his teeth, not looking at his other computer, uh, feeling pretty good about the world. Don't cancel me, winners and losers, because I was singing a song. Um, so, Hot Tits 420 in the chat. You're back. Thrive Mending. It's good to see you all. We're going to get back to doing this show that we were just doing. Uh, don't remember where we were, but uh, hey, you know, I do got to tell oh. you, my daughter uh, really does not like working or didn't like working. I told you about this Wednesday, Brett. We didn't hit it on the air, but uh -huh. like, she complained so much about working in her first three days. She's like, I don't know if I can fucking do this. You know what I mean? This is just the worst yeah. thing that's ever happened to me. They make me work. You right. know what I mean? And uh, guys, they I'm bought your time. Talk. Yeah, they bought your time. They gave her a key this morning. Now oh. she loves it. Now it's like her, her favorite place to be. Oh, God. Because the adults are trusting her with the key. You know what I mean? Which is like, I think a weird thing to do to a 17-year-old anyway. Like, I never heard of a 17-year-old having the key. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that's a good idea at all. No, um, doesn't I mean, seem Gwen, like I'll say Gwen's probably fine to try. Sure. I mean, I guess they knew, but they don't really think about it is that who, what about some other kid that's like, you got the key, let's go sneak and take a look in there. You know, like I know. that's how, the, that's exactly how that shit starts. You give it to one good kid that doesn't want to look uncool and uh, you can be in a lot of trouble. I did that so many times, Brett. I caused so much trouble. For, for with uh uh people that weren't supposed to be fucking around you know and uh i'm just like yeah man we got i mean it's not like anybody will fucking know i mean i got in a lot of trouble growing up like that you know where where like people can talk me into anything because i was very stupid one and two i just wanted to be liked by people uh so uh yeah it's funny it's funny that they gave her the key i i i, I yeah, he's under judge i i'm i'm kind of judging this guy now to tell you the truth i you know what i had a register you know i actually they gave me a key at the toy store when i was like 16 how old was i 16 or 7 i was 17 they gave me a key to the register to do returns and stuff and i immediately started stealing so much stuff. Like I just started doing fake. Re Every time I went to work, I would do a fake return. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's what I figured. Like if they had given you the front door key, you would have gone in there and played with toys or stole toys too. You know, I know I, I would have filtered some coffee. I would have just got like five or six bags at a time and then just tried to sell them to my friend's parents or uh, put them on Facebook marketplace. Uh, there's no way that I wouldn't take advantage of that fucking key. I just, that's me that I've, I've never been. I mean, I think I've stolen from every fucking job I've ever had. 17 years old man you just don't ever give a 17 year old i mean i give i i like i said i trust gwen i don't think she's gonna do shit you know what i mean like she is too nervous about everything in the whole world that she would never do anything wrong but i just what if they gave it to any other 17 year old somebody be having sex in there yeah so, <laughs> all kinds of stuff could be going on in there <laughs> i just question your judgment if yeah, you trust sure. a, a 17 year old that you've known for five or six days yeah 
Uh, I had a pretty, pretty funny moment yesterday. I took Charlotte to uh, one of those urban, the it's like the trampoline parks. Yeah. And um, there was this really funny moment where like she was on this, she was on, playing on this, this attraction that like only four kids are supposed to play on. And then this like group of bad kids just took it over and started fucking bouncing off the wall. And she was just like frozen in fear, had no idea what was going on. You know, and was just like, you're not, you're not allowed to do that. Like they were, she no. was just astonished to see that they that. didn't give a fuck. And I'm like, well, kiddo, here's the thing. You can either the person that you can either be the person that doesn't give a fuck and does what they want and doesn't ask for permission or give forgiveness, or you can be the person on the sideline that knows better. I mean, that's just, <laughs> that's the choices here. Like yeah. you're a pain, you're a pain. You're supposed to be a pain in the ass. You're welcome to, to fucking get away with as much as you can. But you're yeah, just de- yeah. um, you've been you're breaking the cycle. You're you're a good kid. I'm raised a good kid, but you came from a bad seed. I uh I, I was listening to YKS last week. Um Jesse was talking about how he went to David and Buster's and there was a goddamn bad kid running around just taking people's tickets as they oh, came yeah. out of the machine. And like I I I I've been Jesse's like, I don't even know what you do in that situation. I've been in the same fucking boat, dude, where like even I, I can even give you this. Like one time I was I was hooking up somebody's cable and you know, you got to fucking bend down behind the TV and you're wearing a, a tool belt, right? And I'm back there bending down. This goddamn kid keeps walking up and taking my tools and running away with them. And his parents are sitting there watching him do it and not doing anything about it. And I'm at work. Well, I mean, I would be even go out to the listeners and be like, what would you even do in that? So you can't do it. There's nothing you can do. You can't even yell at the kid. Yeah, there's um, it, it's very dicey situation uh, because that's how so I, I felt at the same thing about this trampoline park is that there was this like 19 year old kid just staring there like dead eyed watching this all happen because like who wants to deal with those bad kids parents? No, who wants to deal with those, that kid's parents? If you you say, "Hey, you're not supposed to do that," and all of a sudden, some guy said, "You don't talk to my kid like that," you know? Yep. Yeah, that's the fucking problem, man. Is that like those parents? Here's 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 what I've always surmised in my head is those are the types of parents that that probably, and I don't know for sure, hit their kids when they do something wrong. You know what I mean? Like you're right. And and you can't do that. And right. nothing at all is as bad as getting hit. <laughs> so right. They're just kind of the, the kid they're is like impervious. on vacation with you. You know what I mean? They're like, what is right. this guy yelling at me? Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, but, it was pretty wild. Yeah, it's crazy. You never know what to do. This stuff happens I, in public and you just, you don't, I don't. I, I can handle other people in public, I guess, other adults, but other kids, like other people's kids are, are actually terrorists to me. I, I did. Yeah. I had a kid one time try to attack me and I actually grabbed him and like held it. Like basically he came swinging this huge fucking stick at me real hard. And as soon as he re- reared his arm back, I just reached straight down and I grabbed his wrist and I kind of spun him in a circle until the stick fell out. And then I grabbed him by the small of the back. And I said, all right, you're done at our house. You got to go back home now. And I just yeah. pushed him out. the. Do- I pushed him out the door and closed it. 
Yeah, like, that, I, that, I, I gotta remove you. I you I just tell your parents that uh I, you had to be removed. You swung a stick at me. Yeah. <laughs> you tried to fucking hit me. There was a kid that was picking on one of our friends. Like he was just going yeah. up and like trying to punch him in the balls. Yeah. And like and there's I mean, yeah, it's it's very weird. Um, you know, because the vaccine for kid charlotte's age just happened in the fall we haven't been doing very much stuff like this at all uh and now being around other parents and other kids it's just like oh my god jesus i'm so thankful for my kid like she is such a fucking angel and like uh cool not a not a fucking dork or anything but like doesn't just destroy shit every chance they can exactly yeah that i mean that's the way i always thought about it was like i I'm not really totally sure how I did what I did with my daughter. Like, I don't, I don't necessarily really know like what it was that made her the way she is, but like whatever it was, I wish I could bottle it and hand it to every other parent. Well, I mean, it's a safe, supportive environment. It's not freaking out about stuff. And, uh, yeah, I mean, your kid doesn't spend a lot of time in her room worried that her parents are mad at her or grounded or like being treated like shit. So like she wants to she wants to hang out with you, you know, well, and my kid at, does, too. She was ultra shy uh, at work for the first few days. And uh, there's another group of teenagers that go to her school that works there. There's three of them. And they sat at a table during break and they chatted with each other. And she sat alone and looked at her phone. And uh, she was you know, she's like, I'm kind of worried that I, I'm, I'm like not fitting in at work. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you something right now as a teenager, uh, the adults are going to like you more because they don't think you're a gossiping teenager in the corner being bad. And uh, now she has the key and she comes home every day and says, I made friends with another adult. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Have fun with the adults. I mean, they're coffee shop adults. I think that's a little different from pizza. That is true. Adults, you know? Yeah. Coffee shop adults are, are a little bit more mature and it is readers. That, yeah. It is wild that she's learning how to make these drinks, you know, like, and they're not that hard. <clears throat> oh, they're pretty hard to me. I can't make nothing. I just dump a bunch of cream. I, I don't really know how to make any drinks. So that's yeah, kind of I don't either, but I tried just to make a heart. Like, she tried to uh, make a heart latte art and shit. Right. I'm like, I'm pretty impressed. I'm, I'm learning. That, that's so fun. yeah. Yeah. And people want to hear my take on Kirby. I like it when you eat the, uh, uh, pop machine and you can shoot cans at people. Okay. <laughs> and I also like it when you eat the car and you turn into a car. <laughs> Very oh, fun game. Yeah. You eat, like you can eat a traffic cone and you turn into a traffic cone and you can right. jump up and get people with the spike. Like oh, you know, okay. I, I don't know if you're killing. I never know yeah. if you're killing in any of these games, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I think you're just reorganizing their atoms or something. Dude. I never knew sending them killing. to the ether. I didn't think you, I know. I don't, I can't imagine that you're killing things in Mario right but you got to be killing things yeah that goomba has a family sure the goomba has somewhere to go like they have a home they're just paid to watch that little block they probably never see any action no one ever makes it that far to the castle gates they're just <laughs> waddling back and forth and then now their kids don't have a a dad and it's like does it kill them though when i jump Get on the flash. mushroom does it kill them 
right? It gets, That's the it, question I have. Is it getting jump on the mushroom? Game? Yeah, if I jump on a mushroom in in Mario, right? Uh-huh. If I jump on one of them mushrooms, I think they're called Koopa Troopers, or is that the turtles? I don't. That's remember. not a yeah. Koopa Troopers, the uh, turtles. The turtles. So uh, uh, the mushrooms are Goombas, I think. So oh if I, yeah. If I jump on one of those mushrooms, right, and it flattens them mushrooms. Oh really? Oh, they, are mu- always- they are a mushroom species. You're right. Yeah, I always consider. So if I so jump they're on the that, bad mushrooms, it- the other ones are good mushrooms. <laughs> I, this is the first time I realized I've been playing Mario for 33 <laughs> years. This is the first time I realized the Goombas are just brown mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, they're like yeah. Port- baby portobello mushrooms. They are, but are you killing them when you jump on them? Is the flattened, question it th- flattened kills everything else I know? Yeah. Yeah, I know, but like if you die and you come back, it's alive. So I always assumed you were like kind of inconveniencing them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you know, Mario came by and he jumped on me, but I'll I'll I'll, I'll be better tomorrow, you know. Okay, it's cartoon <laughs> physics like they can go flat and then just come back. Yeah, yeah, because it says okay. uh, Throne of Human Skulls in a chat did say all Goombas are pedophile Nazis with no family, so it's okay. Yeah, and, that's true. Uh, they serve Bowser. Ba- they serve Bowser. Yeah, because there is also I because I th- I think about I've thought about this before, right? Are you killing people in Mario Kart, right? Because How? if a car does what a car does in Mario Kart when you hit them with a fucking red turtle shell that's dead you're gonna die that is like a death move you know i don't think so i think that blinking out going invisible is dying in cartoons the only way if you if you're not drawn anymore you're dead so you jump on a goomba it goes invisible it's dead yeah i was just wondering if you're because it is weird right that like the first i don't know long time of video games we're all just killing things like you're <laughs> all you did in video games for a, such a long time was kill stuff. I feel like that's <laughs> all people do with them now. Right. But there are games now where you can do, you know, boring stuff like, like, like a uh, farm or like civilization or like the Sims or like not all. There are games where you don't have to kill anything. And sure. and people get into that shit, you know. Like I see people online all the time that are just playing games where you don't kill nothing. And I'm like, I don't even know like what other options. Oh, that game where you cook. You know what I'm talking about? Overcooked. Cooking mama or uh, overcooked. Uh, un- yeah. And also, uh, what's it called? Fruit Ninja. You ain't killing nothing there. So yeah, no killing. Stardew Valley. Yeah, that's a non-killing game. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nice. Well, um, I did. I went to a fucking awesome show on Thursday uh, at Dirty Dungarees. Uh, yeah. It's, it's near Bossy Girl. I mean, this is where I used to hang out with in my 20s. Uh, it's still like the best fucking block in Columbus with Space Bar, Bossy Girls, uh, the Old North Arcade, Mikey's, or not, not Mikey's, uh, the other pizza place and the other pizza place, Hound Dogs, which sucks. It's, good i mean it's owned by shitty people but it's a great place that's open late uh i, I but there Me is a laundry 
There's a laundromat in Columbus called Dirty Dungarees, and the premise is that it's a bar and a laundromat, so you can drink while you wait for your clothes. Uh, but they also put on shows, and they've been doing a lot more now. So there, I found out there was a hardcore show happening there, and from this band called Tomb Sentinel, and they have like their number one song on Spotify is called Cop Compost. Oh. <laughs> yeah and so we go there and uh it was the fucking craziest show it was so fucking wild i went to a goth show there that was pretty boring it was a bunch of people staring at their shoes and kind of uh you know rocking back and forth but this place was so packed and there was people doing their laundry while like hardcore and like grindcore bands were playing there was this really cool band called fever strike from north carolina and this single i'm, I'm sorry this mom uh with her teenage son and elementary school age son were standing on the edge of the pit like watching people like do fucking cartwheels and kick each other and fucking fly, fly all over the place and they were just standing there watching while the, their clothes were washing it was the best it is cool to have like a, a place where somebody can stumble on death metal like yes. a family can stumble upon death metal because that doesn't happen very often out there. No, it's hard. I said it doesn't happen very often. Like it could ever happen. It's hard to run into it. They don't ever go to the gas station and they're they're blaring it or the the grocery store. No, but there was a, there was a fucking dude dressed as Jesus that had like four foot long hair and he was like headbanging, like swirling his hair so fucking wild. Some dude grabbed a table and started spinning around in a circle, swinging the table. It was all very wrestling kayfabe a little bit, you know. But uh, it was. Yeah. Fuck. It was it's, it made a crazy environment. Uh, and uh, turns out Tomb Sentinel, the lead singer is Devin from Sanguasuga Bog. So okay. we had no idea. We get there and uh, Rachel took like two shots of JMO like immediately. And then she was like, I think that's the guy from Sanguasuga Bog. She was just talking to me, but screaming at my fucking face. And she said it so loud that he walked over and was like, indeed. I am who you think I am oh, <laughs> because <weird>. that's a <laughs> death battle guy way to talk. I think. It was sweet. It was cool. It was, we were like, Oh yeah, we knew it. And we're like, awesome. We had our fucking fanboy shirts on. So we, we, it was great overall fucking amazing show. I loved it. Uh, definitely recommend tomb sentinel and, and uh, Sanguis- swing song with Sugabog. Sanga Sugabog. They're going to, su- they're torn with uh cannibal corpse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What that music? I just will never understand that music in my it's whole. It's so life. good. I don't know. It just sounds like. Well, now I'm gonna say something that makes me old. So let's just take some calls. I was gonna say it sounds like noise. It's. I mean, it's amazing. It's so fun. It just I mean, is it like is it's like war drums, like fight music. Man, it's fucking great. Yeah, it is a racket though. I mean, but all metal is a racket, you know. Yeah. So I gotta listen to Mushroom Head this week, dude. No, that sucks. Yeah, I know. Well, I did it to make John mad and uh smart. It but, but did you hurt work. yourself. I, exactly. That's the fucking problem when you want to try to make somebody mad is you fucking end up hurting yourself because yeah. I don't want to listen to Mushroom Head. I know people might think that I'm a fan, but to be honest, man, I think our listeners are just like t- they're like really I, I think a lot of people that like Mushroom Head are very are a lot younger than I am. And they think that Mushroom Head was a bigger deal in the era of yes. new metal than they they weren't ever anything. No, I didn't like them back then. I didn't care, you know. But people 
just think for some reason their legend has grown because i remember when i first started talking about new metal on twitter people would be like oh yeah mushroom head slip not you know what i mean and i'd be like why is why are you naming mushroom head there yeah they have a good they look it's a crazy look um but i am also i will i vouch for that 100 percent. people would leave um even though they're from ohio uh i don't know if they just, to me, they just always, it was like, it, it, there were so many other bands doing it better, like Slipknot, you know, uh, yeah. that is like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you gotta I, I feel a little bad for them in a way though, because people think Slipknot like invented it and, and Mushroom Head ripped it off. And, and to me, that would be crazy. That would feel the worst, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, they've I been around forever yeah. before them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's uh oh god. Yeah, yeah, let's uh let's take some calls. Let's see what's up. All right, let's see who's on the phone. Hey, thanks for calling Street Fight. Hey, hey, hey. Hello? Hey, it's Hank in Los Hello. What's up, Hank? Hank the tank. The whole world calls me Hank. That's true. That's what yes. we do every time. That's right. I know. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm, well, what's I'm the up, Hanky, Hanky, the resident. Oh, uh, like what's up, guys? Um, last Panky. time I called you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been a Hanky Panky my whole life. Um, anyway, uh, last time I called, I uh, teased a, a story uh, about uh, how you shouldn't get gasoline on your pee-pee. But um, Brett, uh, no, sorry, Brian uh, tweeted today about uh, 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 porno. On the cable box, although I see on the Twitch stream that Brian just got up and left, so maybe uh, <laughs> it's not, not the right here. thing to talk about. Um, me. I can hear you. I had to, we I got, can we hear have Bluetooth you. Bluetooth facilities. Yeah, I had to blow uh, wow, all right. that, up my nose. That, so, right on, right on. Um, so, I wanna, actually, I have a story from from uh, when I was a young fellow about uh, cable box porno. Uh, very much in the Don't. vein, I think, of what Brian was talking about. I'm going to tell you one thing right here. I'm going to actually explain it real quick before you get to this. I uh, was talking on Twitter today about back when I worked for the cable company, uh, you would get every, you know, every couple months you get a work order that says box ordering pay-per-view is basically what it would say because they didn't want to put on the what's going on and you knew it was porno you know what i mean like and and you would have to go to these people's house and like talk to the mom or or maybe a dude who's and you would have to be like uh you know the boxes don't just order thing there's there's not like a way that that happens is, is <laughs> how you know what i mean like it would be the first time ever and they would be like well it did and you have to raise the you have to tell them like that's great yeah well you're so you would have to tell them is it possible that somebody in your house might have ordered it like your 13 year old son do you think that it is possible that your 13 year old son ordered two pornos every day for the whole month and made your bill $700. I'm that's all I'm, yeah. I'm like trying to fucking say your kids jacking off or whatever, but like, yeah, or your how husband, many, how many socks can stand up on their own in your kid's bedroom? 
Yeah. And and somebody did respond to me and say they worked in the call center at the cable company. And every once in a while, it would always be the person would say like, so which box was it ordered from? And it was inevitably in the man cave or the basement every time mm-hmm. or the kids room. Right. So, you hey, know, can I tell you what? I, I stopped calling yeah. them man caves. I call them man cages now. Yeah. Well, okay. That is good. (laughs) So, uh, uh, so Um, don't try to lie and tell me your box ordered porno either. Okay. Now go ahead. No, no. I'm, 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 yeah, no, I I was back in those days. I would get porno off BBSs. I would dial into these local BBS. It was really, anyway, that's not, that's not relevant or it just shows how old I am. Um, that's insane though, that you, you would have to become like this, like surrogate parent for these people that just want, you're trying to live in some denial about their own sexuality, that the poor fucking cable guy had to show up but, and I didn't even get paid extra to explain how sex works to some people that are obviously in, in uh, a, a kind of cult imposed denial. So I hope you got, I hope you got paid extra for those, those calls. I got paid $9 and 50 cents an hour. I think that there's, but there's Mother- also something of like if you just hold firm if the customer is just like, I didn't agree to this. I didn't do it. It's like our word against yours. You know, it's like, I mean, I, we can prove you did it cause you did order it and it's never happened. But like, if you insist, I don't know, I guess you just charge them and send them to collections would be the thing to do. I know what you really do. I'll, I'll, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. You, you give them half of the money off. Uh, right? okay. Like you, you, uh, you say we can't do this again. But if it's seven hundred bucks, we'll give you, you know, we'll cut three fifty off the bill. I think right now on on demand porno, ma'am. I mean, you're getting like the best <laughs> price on on demand on demand pornography that you can get at this rate. I mean, most of the time that ended up actually getting escalated to somebody who sure. could get it down to zero, like to get it down to their regular bill. I think most of the time. I mean, I mean like there's I said, also compa- there's also plenty of other companies to just switch to. <laughs> you know, like you only. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say give them a magazine too. You know, say here, here's, here's option B, you know, a little cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I would have just, I, anyway. I, what I would have liked to have done is to call the, the kid or the husband in the room and be like, when you order these pornos, you get them for 24 hours. So you don't <laughs> have to order two or three in one day. Because that's really what you ran into. If it was just a couple, I think the the parents would just ignore it and be like, whatever. But most of the time, it was like somebody was ordering porno three and four times every day for the whole month. And that's crazy. I mean, it's a child brain thing. It's totally a kid brain thing to be like, I can just push order. It's only eight dollars. It's only eight dollars. It's only eight dollars. It's like it's eight hundred dollars now, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was thirty-five dollars today. Like yeah. I, you've spent thirty-five dollars just today. There's thirty other days in the month, and it buying was- buying a six buying a sixty-minute porno, getting three minutes of use out of it, and then buying another one. Yes, you know? like- exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I assume was going on. Like I assume they bought the porno, they jerked off real quick, and then fucking you know went out and played or whatever, and then came back later, bought another porno, and then you know what I mean. Like it was just like going through. Yeah. The only the weirdest thing is like. There's that customer. Then there's the porno customer where a guy was like, I ordered these pornos and they, they pixelate. Uh And I'm like, 
Um, you know, the signals look pretty good here. You know, I can, I can escalate this and probably have somebody look at the wiring cause he's in an apartment, you know, he can look at the wiring and, uh, and the attics and stuff like that. He can get access and, uh, we'll see what we can find. And he was like, well, well, let me just show you. And a goddamn guy orders porno and then has me sit on a couch with him and watch the first like five minutes of it. And he was like, oh, see, it's not doing it now. And I'm like, bro, I don't, this is not for it's me doing something. <laughs> <laughs> not for me That's so right. yeah I, a, a delirium sets in when all those horniness hormones are flow, flowing around though too and it becomes exciting yeah. it becomes a caper it becomes a secret all that shit it contributes to it and, but eventually the man comes yep. for you and then some cable guy shows up explaining how, how sex works um yeah <laughs> yeah so i was uh but Brian, it's got to go. When they make the TV show about your life, you got to have those conversations. There's got to be multiple scenes where the, you're the, the sad cable guy trying to explain this stuff. That's just fun. That's just really funny. Um, yeah. My uh, so I was in high school, right? Uh, senior year, 1997. Uh, we, we it was a blood drive day where everybody was donating blood, and my, me and a couple pals knew that we could skip out after that. You know, because uh -huh. we could just claim we were woozy. We had to come, and that would be fine. You know, because who cared? So that was our plan. I was like 20 minutes behind my, my friends. We did the blood, donated all that delicious blood. Fine. It all went great. And I go to my, my and we were going to meet up at a, my buddy's house. So I head to his place. And when I get there, it was obvious that some, some hijinks had occurred because they were both in like agitated states. You know, like you walk into and like all of a sudden everybody is sort of like worked up, you know, and my, my friends are, there's just two of them. We're like 17, you know, whatever. And, but they're kind of running around a little bit going like, what was it? What was he thinking? Well, wait a minute. What was he thinking? Like they were still processing. And I, of course, had no idea what was happening. It's very exciting. Very interesting. I remember this day pretty clearly. And they told me. So what happened was um, my buddy went, came in, the guy who lived there, and he walked into his TV room and saw, this is like 1.30 in the afternoon, right? School hours. Everybody's supposed to be at school. He walks into his TV room and his neighbor's son is, is in his TV room. You got, I'm sure you can already tell where this is going. And he says to him, I think it's, it's just, let's just call him Scott. He says, he goes, hi, Scott. And then he like turns around and walks out because he had no idea. He like, he was just so caught off guard by seeing his kid in his, 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 his neighbor in his TV room. And then he stops and he turns around and he goes, wait a minute. And Scott is like panicking. Scott's freaking out. And Scott gets up and Scott just like hustles out of there. He's like, oh, I forgot. You know, I think he made up some sort of excuse. And he left his backpack, which is a tragic mistake. Because then, then it's like, you can't deny it at all. Because his backpack was inside their house. And then, of course, they go into the TV room and it's porno playing. And uh, the, so the, it turns out the neighbor kid had for a few months been uh, using the key. Because you know how sometimes neighbors will have a key for their, you know, each other. Yeah. You trust them and stuff. Oh my and God. they uh, stealing the key going into the other the house next door, buying up pornos and, and, you know, have, you know, learn, learning life lessons, uh, while everybody else was away and at school and they had some privacy and, uh, <laughs> it's kind of hilarious. And so they told, you know, they told the parents, the parents get involved and the kid had to go to see a psychologist or some crap. He apologized. And I, I I'm pretty sure they paid the money back. And, but uh, what happened, uh, it had been going on for a few months and my, my friend's parents had been paying, they knew, and they just assumed it was like my buddy, right? Like they just assumed it was oh their my kid God. and that they would yeah, do they it. were like, we and can so never talk to him about this. Yeah. Don't want to talk about it. Exactly. Dude. <laughs> yeah. My parents nice. did the they same were like thing, nice, man. Gentle type. 
Yeah, my yeah, parents found not, a porno. Uh, my parents found a penthouse letters in between my, uh, you know, mattresses, and they just threw it away, which always made me kind of mad because it's like it doesn't really have that much nudity in it. It's more like reading the letters. You know what I mean? Which I'm a, yeah. I'm an intellectual, safe and sexual. So, <laughs> and then they also mattress. threw away the. The, they it's also more, one time threw away the Victoria's Secrets catalog, which is like that comes in the mail. You're not allowed to like throw that away. <laughs> I was using that. Hey, that, that's that a, was the address to all prime, of us. That belongs to the house. That's not yours. Yeah. <laughs> it has the patina of respectability. Like it's not like horribly embarrassing to see it like sitting on your doorstep. You know what I mean? Like it fits in the mail. Like it's not, it's yeah. not as skeezy, but it certainly, it certainly gets a job done for, uh, one of those kinds of brand, you know, when you're in that mood, um, the lesson seems to me that, uh, and this is a old man talking and very cliche, but like you young kids need to appreciate how easy porno is to get. Cause I think us old guys, Brian and you, I mean, we're 40 something, right? 40. We're exactly. 40s. We graduated the it's, same year, Hank. Yeah. It's 97 baby. Um, but yeah, you, we had to work for porno. We had to really go out of our way. And there was a, you know, a gross <laughs> traditions of, uh, magazines, not getting recycled like they probably should have been, you know, all kinds of JC Penny catalogs new world, and built. And, mm-hmm. New world order in the chat saying Sears catalog popped to be good because because yeah. that is it just is yeah. so it's the Sears catalogs mad clinic. It's like clinical, you know. It's not like like uh, it, yeah. like Victoria's Secret catalog. They're like sitting on chaise lounges and stuff like that, just trying to really get it, the, the Sears catalog is like. We got to put the bras in here because we sell them at the store. But trust me, we're going to take the heads off the window. Like a lot of times they'd like the women wouldn't have heads. <laughs> Just see the like torso. <laughs> and it's like, uh, this sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, I was into Sears. I like to distinguish woman. I, I was a milf hunter <laughs> as a young kid. <laughs> yeah, you, it was always bra. funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, it was more like those were the like the bras and underwear that you would see at your friend's mom's house. You know, was the Sears Fair catalog, enough. the Victoria's Secrets. Like that was fantasy to me. Yeah, yeah, like nobody yeah. had those. You know, I I would remember being at the mall. Another thing that uh, I don't know if kids these days do anymore, but I remember the Victoria's Secret store was always kind of like walking past like a huge 3D magazine. Like, like it was so sexy because it was all pink and lingerie. Like it's just like a, a demented teenager brain though, you know, like a, and yeah. like the, and I, I remember when I'd walk by a, a Victoria's Secret, I wanted to look more. I know that's creepy. Like I wanted to like turn my head, but I would be hyper-conscious of not turning my head. So I would get all rigid and be like, don't look, don't look, oh, yeah. don't look at the Victoria. And just looking at windows, like the window posters, it's nothing much there it's, yeah so i yeah it's, it's amazing i hadn't thought about that uh, how much grip it has in our brain <laughs> mad rush outwars in the chat said i remember when i was in fourth grade this kid in my science class would charge five dollars for quote zoo books which was the code for his <laughs> uncle's playboy he found in the attic <laughs> Hey man, I went over to a kid's house one time. He's like a real sleazebag kid. He he actually he fucking broke into my house once and stole my Nintendo. 
And like uh, we caught his ass, and then he Ow. did it. He he. Then he stole another. He was breaking into our houses and shit like that. Jesus. He's like a real scumbag, dude. Uh, but I went to his house, and I uh. think that might be why he did this. I uh, went into his house, and uh, his dad had the world's largest stack of Playboys just sitting on the fireplace, like where the where the fireplace was and it was just out there like you could just walk up and grab one and leaf through it while you're <laughs> hanging out at his house and it's just like man that is a lot that's wow. a lot yeah. for a teenager because oh. i did i'm as soon as i i every time i was like can we go hang out at your house jeremy you want to yeah you want to go play nintendo at your house <laughs> i'm gonna look at some of these playboys yeah well yeah if, i had also fired, i also had a friend's dad a friend's dad that had a mighty stack uh, that was just available. Like you're just sitting out like it's a periodical, you know, yeah, just like it's crazy. It's fucking nuts to have wow, that yeah, in your I, house. Like back then it was such a the situation was like that that kid that had the stack of Playboys on his fireplace mantle, he also like would just go get his dad's gun and we'd go shoot it and stuff. Yeah, it was yeah, just it was just fun times. nuts. Yeah, that's always why, the, that's why people want to go back to the nineties. Yeah, always able to go get some pills out of the uh you know, we didn't get to pick which pills, but he would always go in and take like five pills and we'd we'd get them in our hands and be like, All right, let's let's fucking take these five pills. Let's <laughs> so, go farming. Pills, yeah, yeah. Pills, guns, and That's the dream. Yeah, pills, guns, uh, and, and if you got what a fire, time. If you got a fire going, then you don't need tissues. So solve the problem. Yeah. Well, he also, it's funny yeah. because like he could never steal booze because they marked the bottles and stuff. You know what I mean? Like you didn't steal the uh, parents fucking booze and liquor. No way he would get caught, but he could steal everything else. We also, one time we stole one of my, this is so off the beaten path, but we were like 13 or 14 and my neighbor was growing weed and we fucking broke into his backyard and stole his plants and then we told him it was that kid's brother, the porno kid's brother. Uh. And then he fucking called the police and said the porno kid's brother broke into my backyard and stole my tomato plants. Okay. And uh, the police were supposed to go over to his house and get his tomato plants. Like, I don't know what the whole plan was there, because if they went to get the tomato plants... It would have been weed. Like there wouldn't have been tomato plants. <laughs> yeah, but then, but then it's a matter of who's they're caught with it, so they're in possession of it. Like they can't string it back to the original guy, can they? Can you? Be but he's responsible not going for that. He ain't getting them back. What's the point? You want to fuck them up though? If, to get <laughs> yeah, the police well, I, at somebody's house. <laughs> I mean, to nah. use them as violence against somebody. That's why anybody calls the police is like on other people to get them to be violent. Yeah, it was crazy. To fuck though, someone's dude. day up. It was crazy because it was just like, if they find your tomato plants, it's going to be weed, Jimbo. That's what we told him. His name was Jimbo. It's going to be weed when they find it, dude. It's not going to like change and be tomato plants when they find it. And he's like, oh, they don't know. They don't, they look the same. He was kept saying they look the same. He is. He, he was a crazy dude. And then we stole it. And then we, we, we fucked it all up because we threw it in the oven thinking you had to do that to dry it out. And it just burned it all. And we oh. didn't get to smoke any of it. That's tragic. That sucks. That part sucks. You, at least somebody could have gotten something out of that. Um, yeah. 
I get. I, yeah, I'm just thinking about all these old porno days. I, I, I my dad had a couple VHSs, and I would uh, watch those. But I always made sure to like remember the spot where he had stopped it, so I could rewind it back to that to try to avoid getting caught. And yeah, we we had to go to all kinds of crazy lengths. Um, that is smart. Yeah, though. That's I crazy. would never. I was so yeah. bad. Like I was a bad kid, right? Like I think people have heard me say mm-hmm. enough of the bad stuff that I did back. But I was so bad at being bad. That's why I was grounded so much growing up. I got caught every time doing everything. I just. I think it was because I'm, I'm like sort of a nonchalant kind of guy. So I just did this stuff thinking like there's no fucking way they'll catch me. And every time, every fucking time I got caught. So, yeah. well, well, shit. That Hank. explains why you had time to eat in your oven. That's, um, that's something that you could probably, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> well, shit, Hank, thanks for calling in. It's good to hear from you. Sure. I got some workers comp talk for another call though. I got an, I got a workplace injury to share with you. I got, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm dying from pain all, all day. So I'll talk, well, I'll tell you about that another time. All right. Well, it's good to that's hear from you. Yeah. Have a good one. All right. Love you both. Bye. Love you too, Hank. Yeah. It, you know, it was so weird. Like people do want the nineties back, but I assume, look, the access to porno thing is not a issue anymore. And like these kids could get away with so much more than we could because their parents aren't as crazy as we are. You know what I mean? I don't think filmed though. That's a good, fair enough. Fair enough. That's true, actually. And parents can just stalk you the whole time you're away from home. Exactly. Yeah. They know where you're at all at all times. Yeah. Sucks. Do you remember? I mean, do you I mean it is it is crazy to think that, that I was my daughter's age and I would disappear for like eight or nine hours on a Saturday. I agree. Like they were I they agree. were just to call three or four houses to see where I was at. Maybe I wasn't there. Who knows? You know, that yeah. I would have like, they would give me $2 and 50 cents and I would just disappear for a whole fucking Saturday. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'd be stealing, I'd be like running out in front of fucking cars in the street, like just the worst shit in the world. And then there, I mean, you had no idea. You had no idea. Um, you could be gone all night. Really? Yeah. You could say, Hey, I'm going to go stay the night with Aaron. And then. <laughs> fucking, you know right just come back tomorrow if they, didn't call your bluff, if they didn't call your bluff they didn't know where you were at yeah that's what we did a lot it was i'm staying the night well oh, that's we're all the, staying that's the night with each other yeah hey we're staying the night together and then we just go fucking hang out at one of the houses i had a friend whose be- dad was a truck driver so i had that yeah. for me i wonder if there's a way like i don't know if there's a way to like what you would do maybe uh leave everybody leaves their phone at like the person that you're staying house you know just like go analog and then you could go run wild and free and shit you know you can't get away with it but though, if they be- keep calling yeah then you yeah. you don't pick up yep they're gonna I think drive parents, over parents just text their kid the whole time they're gone now. yeah that's true you know? it just my daughter's they- already on that shit yeah, they and they like texting you so yep. it's all like a whole thing then we do like filters yeah, they want to talk to you all day, and you're just like, oh, okay. I just got yelled at for leaving my daughter on red today. So, yeah. They, these kids aren't running from their parents like we were either. 
You know what I mean? Like we were all like, by the time we were 10, 11 years old, we're like, we got to get away from these fucking people. That's, well, like that's you know, the other thing too, here's the thing though. Yeah. Cause the parents couldn't be recording, couldn't be recorded. And they used to get away with all kinds of bullshit when there was yeah. no accountability and the, their parents would get, would go fucking crazy. Like they were the worst abusive yeah. gaslighting, not giving a fuck. All of the neglectful, all that shit. There was no evidence. There was no way to just record them being assholes. Yeah, that's that's true. Like everybody was just getting away with so much more back then. Yeah. Yeah. The first episode of Atlanta that came out this year was about a kid who like uh his his teacher calls children's services on his mom and children's services comes and takes them and oh. she's like fine take them i don't care and it just reminded me of uh when my stepmom I, I i had done something wrong and i said oh, i didn't know what was called children's services i'm calling child abuse and she threw the phone book at me and said go ahead and fucking call <laughs> it was just like oh my god when i think about that now it's like man i never had a conversation like that with my daughter oh yeah yeah, my, my sister got the same fucking treatment. My sister totally was like, I know the number to children's services. And my parents yeah. were like, get the fuck out of here. Call the number. Yeah, yeah. Tell them how bad it is here. And then they and then they just like lay down the worst guilt trip ever. Yeah, tell them how bad you it is. Yeah. We, what you, kind of shoes you, you wear? Every fucking goddamn day. And I max out that JCPenney credit card every time <laughs> you go back to school. <laughs> you wouldn't so last funny. a minute in foster care. Oh, do you think they got bagel bites in foster care? Yeah, exactly. No, they don't. You eat fucking rice, and that's it. Okay? Toast. You see, oh, yeah. You think it's bad because you got to eat cinnamon toast crunch, the generic kind. Well, some people yep. don't. They just get to eat kicks. Like, that's all they get is kicks. So. And I hope you enjoy cereal from a bag. <laughs> hope you enjoy fucking cereal where you don't get a prize okay where there's exactly. no fucking word search on the box all right <laughs> yeah don't collect the upcs they're worthless you can't trade them in for a, a toucan sam t-shirt or nothing god kids are so lucky now too because like if aldi was a thing when i was a little kid you'd have got fucking savaged if your parents went to aldi and everybody's parent the problem with it would be everybody's parents would go to aldi so everybody would know the brands but they would still be busting your balls like i remember one time we went to aldi was around when we were kids i know but people didn't shop there like they do now uh we went oh, to it's odd different. yeah we went to odd lots once growing up and there was a girl we went to school with and we fucking made fun of that girl so much. Like, ah, we saw you at Odd Lots. Ah, you shop at Odd Lots. And it's like, what were you doing at Odd Lots, motherfucker? <laughs> it was like yeah, our Aldi whole was, thing. Aldi was around. I used to go because, yeah, it was for, I mean, it was like a joke. It was for broke families is all it was, was considered or people on, uh, on benefits, you know, people on welfare. Yeah. That was what it was treated. And, and I used to go with my, um, my neighbors all the time. Cause they had like five fucking kids, man. I'm like, yeah, no God, no money. I, I mean, they, I don't know how they did that. They just sold shit at the flea markets yeah. on Sundays. And then the dad like did asphalt and the mom yeah. didn't work. The mom just stayed home with the five fun kids. And also, but she never did shit. It was like, she let, she never was involved. She just smoked cigarettes at the table and talked on the phone all day. Yeah. Is what she did. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I just, so many friends like that. This is the best houses to hang out at. Really. Yeah. Sometimes they get mad and be yelling and say, not today. You know what I mean? Like you're not hanging out there today, but most yeah. days I was okay with it. Um, oh, uh, Shackler to- in the chat said Malto meal is better than all the name brand versions. Let me say Malto meal crunch berries and Malto meal uh, Apple Jacks both excellent they're they're just better than the regulars they get soggy really fast which is that's what i like in my cereal is i like it to be soggy yeah also the same parents they would like come home from work and kick us all off the sega and play like dr robotnik's bean mean bean machine against each other like all (laughs) night long (laughs) Wouldn't, wouldn't let us play that would suck. I used to get so mad when my friend's parents played video games. Oh, yeah. Like, what the fuck are we even doing here? If we can't. Wait, I they're re- playing? They're adults. <laughs> yeah. Isn't this yours? Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a Christmas gift. Yeah. My parents, my dad would sometimes play, but he'd get so mad at it. He'd just end up leaving. He'd play for like 10 minutes and then I would do better than him. And he would be like, fuck this, man. I don't need to do this. <laughs> my dad was actually a gamer guy. Like he had a Commodore 64 and all the Ataris. Like before I was born, he had all that stuff. He was like, he's a pool hall. Like he was probably yeah, drinking beer and smoking dirt weed and playing video games, you know? in their early 80s late 70s and shit yeah he was ripping on a galaga machine just going right crazy yeah Yeah. living after midnight yeah all right let's see oh next on the line thanks for calling street fight who we talking to tonight what's up guys it's bear what's up bear how's it going we need oh it's going great for you too He's a bear. Roar. 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 <laughs> That's what I'll do. I love it. Man. Fantastic. It's great. Yeah, what's up, it's bear? How's it going? Oh, man, it's going great. I'm in the middle of a public park sitting in a baseball field tower. Oh, fun. And a base all by yourself? Yeah. Dope. Yeah, well, right now I'm by something? myself. Uh, no, just, uh, sometimes when you're out late and you have nowhere else to go, you just end up here. I love it. Are, you're, are you warm? It's fucking freezing cold where we are right now. Like as cold as it could ever possibly it's be Christmas weather right now. Yeah. It's sucks. It's like 50 degrees down here. It's not like, it's not oh, great, but it's not bad. I can deal either. with that. That's long sleeve. I can deal with it. Well, no, that's maybe a hoodie, like more than a long sleeve T-shirt, but not too I'm, bad. I'm actually kind of insane. Part of the reason that they call me uh, bears because like cold doesn't affect me, which is like the opposite of a thing of a bear with hibernation. But yeah, I'll drive with my windows down like in the middle of winter. Weird. I wear shorts. Okay. I was thinking about this because I wear shorts to the gym every day and I walk because I don't have my car during the day and like, and it's also only like 20 minutes from my house. So, so I, I, it takes me like 19 minutes to get there. Um, and I don't wear shorts and I started thinking about it. One of the days last week when it started to get, it was like 40 degrees. And I was like, I don't think that legs actually get cold. Like I think that arms get cold and that's what being cold is. Does that make sense? Like your arms and your ears get cold and that's 
the definition of your body being cold, but it doesn't feel like it's possible for your like legs to get cold to me. Um, no, because I remember one time when I was like really small still. I like wore shorts outside and my parents told me not to because I was a little stupid kid. I like froze to death. Like I started getting like frostbite on my legs and it felt so cold like for the rest of the night. It's awful. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. I think we should do the Brian, uh, your legs can't get cold challenge right after the stalls all on the ass cheek challenge. I think we've got no, a nice little even, series of events. I just, I think like when people talk about, I think when people talk about being cold, they're, they're 99% of the time. They're just talking about their arms. Number no. one. And that that's why people wear shorts when it's cold in a lot of places, because it doesn't matter your legs, your legs. I think just, I don't think that like they can get too cold, I guess is, is what I'm getting. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. I just think between your ankle and your thigh, that doesn't get cold ever. And then your feet, I, your tooties get cold for sure. I agree with that. Your extremities. I just don't think your legs do. So thank I you, think JC, in the chat. Like what we talk about. Than- what were you going to say, Bear? Sorry. I was just going to say, I think that's like you get better blood flow to your legs because you're always like standing on them and walking around with them. Or it's like your arms don't yeah. always do things, you know? Yes. Yeah. And and I just think that that's my arms why- just like, like my arms just fucking hang there sometimes. Like they don't, they just aren't even trying to help out or anything. They're just hanging there. Yeah. And, and yeah, I, yeah. But your I, legs are always holding you up. I wear like, I, I would never wear short sleeves outside in the cold. That to me, I don't, I can't do that. But yeah, I can wear shorts in the cold. I just never, I always, I always, the only time I ever feel like cold where I'm like, I have to fucking remedy being cold is when my arms are cold. And it's not even like the bottom part of my arms. It's just this top, this top area of my arms. That's the only thing that gets cold on my body. Really? Everything else is sweating 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So, well, I'm thinking mostly about like when I fucked up on my leg preparation, like I got three layers going up top in like a, a windbreaker and shit. And then I forgot to put a base layer on. And then my legs are really like a weak point and that kind of breaks me down. Uh, I, my legs get cold as fuck. I have poor circulation as it is. Uh, you can catch me running in place to warm up. Uh, my legs get cold. I'm sorry to report, but my experience is legs get cold. Mad Rush Outwars in the chat said, what about vests? I'm going to tell you right now. I have never worn a vest in my entire life. Really? Not. There has never. I have never worn a vest ever. Not not even even like a work uniform. Not for like a wedding. Not for a. Never. Never. Not even a work uniform. No old Navy tech vest when those were popping. No. I didn't. And I didn't, I, like I said, uh, I worked at a play. I worked at Kroger where there is a vest aspect to the uniform, Uh Yeah, but that's only for floor managers and what, it's not for like the regular degular, the people that are down there working and you can't wear a vest. Then you had to wear just a regular shirt. So I never even, I've never worn a vest in my life. I just never imagine it. 
you kind of seem like a motherfucker that would get like a Mecca, like Argyle, like sweater vest or something and try to <laughs> pop it over a shirt and call yourself fancy or something or wear it to like a job interview. Yeah, I just always you never like got I, a fat farm vest and do it over a shirt for a I've job. never I'm telling you, I've never I've never worn a tech vest. Remember, like uh, last summer. I'd been talking about maybe buying a vest. I was like, I think I'm going uh, the last two summers. I've talked about like, I think I'm going to get a fucking vest, man. I, you know, like a tech vest, like a, a, a North face kind of gimmick. And I just, I just can't pull the trigger on it. And I would love a fucking, I think the look of like a down vest is one of the, it's like such a cool look. I just don't think. I don't think it could work for me. I just have a way of looking, you know, and no, I wouldn't wear a battle vest ever. That'd be crazy. I haven't worn a damn jacket since I was 11. Brian is like a last ditch effort. Like when you're 60 or 70, you just start doing like crust punk shit. You just let your hair grow into one big fucking dreadlock and put on a battle vest. <laughs> like this is Asheville. the only thing I can do to be fucking cool. Yeah. Move to Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> Sit in that fucking sit in the middle of downtown and and sort of play a drum. Yeah, sell sure. cigar box guitars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So how's how's everything going, Bear? How's ever how how's it going? We just got you talking about vests. There, we gotta let you pick. What I mean, about. I mean, I don't know. The vest conversation is pretty engaging. I've also never worn a vest. Uh, ever, You've never worn so. a vest. Brett, I There's think a no, not one, not in my life. Brett, I'm gonna think it's got to be seventy percent of people have never worn a vest. One, I'm thinking well, it's let's say be. one third. Let's call one third of pe- two thirds. Right now, that's where we're at. I mean, I've done all the vests. I love a vest. Um, I just I, my think- whole shit gets cold quick. I also like to show off the sleeves. I like to do a little color matching. Um, I also, I'm, I, I always, I'm really, I always carry like chapstick and fucking gum and wipes and a wallet and keys. And so vest is like just extra pockets without having to carry a purse. So I got to say, I think most people see them as pointless. I'm serious. I'm not even trying to be mean or anything like that. Cause see, that's I, I'm a cold I never guy though. One. My whole life is cold. I'm cold wherever I'm at. I prefer to be hot. Vest is just like keeps that the liqueur nice and toasty for me. My arms, sure. It's ridiculous. It's 55 out, and maybe you guys can wear like a long sleeve shirt, but I need my tummy covered by a vest. (laughs) I just don't think I I, I just I can't. I I, all I've ever heard in my life is is people say like, oh, vests are pointless because, you know, no. You know, why are you going to be doing that? And I, that's stupid, though, in honesty, because fashion is not always about use. But I think with a lot of people, fashion is about sure. utility, one, uh-huh. with most people. And the other thing is, like, when have vests even been in style in the past 40 years? I can't think of any time when Those people pop over vests. vests. Argyle vests were super popular for sure. Tech vest was super popular. Everybody, I feel like every like um, uh, every like insufferable liberal person wears a fucking vest when it's a North Face or an uh, Architerix or whatever it is uh, vest. Like yeah. it's that's how you know somebody is like a, a destroyer. Like people that wear vests are like 
the folks that go to Whole Foods and then grind up their employees for more money. Yeah. Well, yeah. People wear those the thick ones because, again, like the idea of a thick coat like vest, it can only work for like. I mean, I guess if the middle of your body gets cold, it's like whatever. But your arms are like really a key place. It's like to me, a, a thick vest, right? That you would wear when it's cold outside is too much for when it's hot, right? So when it's hot outside, you're going to sweat your fucking nuts off. That's not going to fucking work, right? But when it's really cold, you don't fucking wear capri pants when it's freezing cold outside, right there. You don't wear shorts when it's cold. That's what I'm getting a breath. Yeah, no, I look very good. It's a black leather. I got a black leather vest. If you're watching on the chat, it's got fringe on it. You don't even have to wear a shirt with this thing. You can just <laughs> wear this black leather vest with the fringe and women will talk to you. People will be okay. interested in, in you and want to know what's going on. Oh, okay. Actually, that reminds me because you said we're not wearing a shirt with it. It reminded me there was one time where I wore one of my friends like fucking North Face something like the puffy like jacket vest things open with no shirt while tubing in the middle of winter but that was mostly yeah. to make fun of him for wearing a stupid African vest oh that's stop. kind of fresh though so, do. i'm telling you it's kind of fresh i'm looking at vests right now just on my computer and like it's it's kind of like I'd love to buy one, but I, I just feel like it'd be like when I buy a nice belt and then I wear sweatpants every day for four years, right? I would never have to put this belt on, but I have a nice belt, you know? You know what I think the move is? I think we should make a uh, vest, like the leftist version of uh, like the Hawaiian, uh, the Hawaiian shirts. Or, like the fucking chuds, <laughs> where you just all start wearing vests. It would help. It would definitely help to identify who's on your team because, again, as I've said before, like there just aren't really people wearing vests. Unless, like, yes. I, like Brett says, on a fall day at the coffee shop, you could run into a yeah. few vests, you know? Yeah, if you're, gonna, if, if you're taking an Instagram photo where you hold a cup of coffee with both hands and you, and you kind of look like you're smelling it, you're when you got a vest on. Yeah, it's it's Christian point. girl on them. I mean, here's the, I mean, they're good for like windbreaker stuff too. Like it keeps the wind off of you, but it lets your arms go. And also, dot com in the chat. Thank you, leather vest. Uh, leather vest uh, is great, uh, especially <laughs> if you have a hairy shoulders. <laughs> that, that's that's why I wear it. <laughs> it's so weird, so weird. But I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna let side. I'm looking at a Helly Hansen one right now. Okay, that's that's quality. That's a good brand. Yeah. Oh, the only people I've you? seen wear like vests casually in the past like ten years are like steampunk nerds, you know, and they got like the brass goggles no, and shit on. J too. Crew, J Crew sells so many vests to people that work at offices. Like that, people like you. There's so many dorks that wear vests. I mean, we got to yeah. think about like all of San Francisco. Those people, they're like, oh, it's you know, the wind is real bite, really biting today. So I've, I've got a, here. I've got a $650 vest to, to climb a mountain and I'm wearing it to go, uh, steal all your data and ruin your life. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, I was like, I, I had something there for you bear. So, so what's going on with you? 
Oh, I was mostly just calling in because uh, I actually had a question for you guys. Completely unrelated to that. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's answer some questions. Vests are like divisive. Everybody has. I mean, it is a personal relationship that everyone has with vests. The chat did blow up there for a second where it's like, vests are for fucking kings. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you guys, because I don't think I've ever heard any, uh, either of you actually talk about it, but you might have on the show before. Um, how do you guys feel about more, let's say, like directly radical groups like the SRA, you know, uh, people who are more about like arming leftists and like showing that? Uh, I mean, look, that's something that has to happen, I guess, is the way I kind of think of it. Like, the the socialist rifle association and stuff like that uh first of all i'm not endorsing them because every time i say something good about a socialist organization i get screamed at by people that something bad happened but i think all in all like teaching people with with left politics how to protect themselves and others i mean that can't really be a bad thing because the other side is is you know constantly getting more and more guns and, and, you know, practicing. I, I, uh, my wife went to her parents' house yesterday and her dad is like up her ass because we're not prepping for whatever he Race thinks war? is going to fucking happen. Well, I don't know what he thinks is going to happen. Uh, I think I'm going to take Gas a war, water war. He, he does follow someone on YouTube. Katie found the guys. She said she saw it while he was uh, typing something into YouTube because that's how he listens to music. But he also doesn't have YouTube <laughs> premium. It's misery because um, they'll get mid-roll ads. He just plays like a nine hour. It's like nine hours of classic rock. <laughs> but then like a mid-roll ad will just happen right in the middle of a fucking song. And you're like, dude, it's 16 bucks. You can you can. I mean, if this, if you're going to use this, like the $16 a month is a small price to pay. Uh, yeah. Angry Prepper is who he watches. Um, I'm trying to find a picture of him. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look at it. Um, yeah, the Angry Prepper is the guy, and and he said he loves him. And I'm, I'm trying to guess what he looks like, but I can't find him. In he yeah, like no, he said I love the angry prepper. I like he's the best. And it's just a guy that yeah, it looks like he just he's has cute. a lot of like canned vegetables and shit like that. You he know? looks strong. He he just he looks like the kind of guy that your dad wants to be dominated by. Or he yeah. would like he would be like be he would like accept his uh loss in battle to the angry prepper. That's what he looks yeah. like. Ex New York cop too. I think that's yeah. one of the things he likes about him. You know. Why is he's he's I mean, I would be spending all of my money on the most insane situations. I would literally at his age, my plan is to like make the government do something about me. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I want to be have, like, I'll say this. He has no money, dude. I mean, less than no he has, money. What is, and he has a bad back and he lives in a modular classroom. 20 he's not even going to be around 20 years from now what are you prepping for you're you made it you lived through like you lived through very abundant times 
<laughs> like you get to peace out before anything wild happens. Yeah. Well, now I'm looking at the link tree of Angry Prepper. Um, he sells an off-grid sustainable bundle for $50. Um, regular price without the bundle is $2,429.94. So I mean, okay. he's really fucking hooking you up there when you think about it. You know, $50 yeah. or $2,421.94. Yeah. I, <laughs> you know, actually, uh, Kath posted this the other day. This person that was like, posted what does what does their basic at-home emergency preparedness setup look like and this yeah. person goes on this tweet thread of like all this crazy stuff and like my goal is like to get killed immediately yeah like I'm, my goal is i don't i'm not going to think about how bad the future is like i'm going to have fun right now and then when it gets bad i want to be out first like i'm yeah. i don't want to persevere i'm not interested in uh mm. I'm not interested in, in living off of uh, construction buckets full of cheesy broccoli. Like, I, I don't care to be there. Like, I'll just get out of here. Like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah I like watch this this series called Station Eleven on, uh, and I read the book too on HBO. And like the people that lived, like it, it starts at the apocalypse and then goes 20 years later. And it's like the people that lived, sounded like they had the worst time ever for like 15 yes. of those 20 years and i'm like man i just i just i mean i i want to be standing right where the bomb hits yeah like landing <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so uh, but so to answer your question though I, I do i mean i support the sra as well i mean i do feel um you know i i don't know where i'm at all all the way but as you can folks have been listening like I don't have any hope that like the system is going to change in any sort of positive way. I do think that like the environment is going to make more decisions for us than anything. Um, you know, politically there probably will be some downfall as well. And um, I think anarchists need to be ready to do a mutual aid. Like you should be practicing right now and you should know how to do gun stuff because the conservatives are already like on it all the way. They're just waiting to fucking shoot strangers and uh i i think that there is a possibility in my lifetime for sure of having to be squared off of them in some way and i think combat training is an important part of that I, it's not my own personality i mean i i know how to shoot and load and a gun and everything um but i don't train as much as i could because i i do think it is something that should be you know more important i'm waiting for my dad to die so that i can get all his guns like that's i'm not going to pay for him they like i could get i could stay at like the hilton for a couple nights instead of buying a gun. And so that's what I yeah. end up doing instead. I just feel like if some shit's going to go down, look, I can go to my father-in-law's house. He ain't going to fucking kill me. And maybe right. I can talk about it killing other people. You know, that guy loves me. I don't know why, but he fucking loves the shit out of me. Uh, this angry prepper guy, but I saw a little thing on his link tree that says natural healing. And I'm like, well, there's why they didn't get the vaccine. Probably sure. that's the, that's the voice that told him not to get it. Yeah, no, well, you just got to wait on that. Natural healing to take care of it. Are oh, you absolutely. Uh, I'm a smart. Man. I'm a, I'm actually a strong believer that, uh, like a lot of stuff is going to happen and probably pretty soon. Um, like I have a gym membership expressly for the purpose of, you know, I feel like preparing is extremely important. Um, so yeah, that's that part of why up. I was wondering. If it's, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, um, no, I support I've it. Been, no, I, I, got, think, 
Yeah, I mean, I think we have to be ready to like take it over. I mean, uh, when things, when the power structures and authority breaks down, I mean, there is going to be a, a, a definitely a battle for who's in charge, and we can't let fascists have it. Yeah, and I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not like again. I I think like I'm going to the gym to hopefully look really attractive, uh, but like. That is kind of the worst reason. Yeah, but it's the only thing that can get me to do anything. It's my vanity, and that it works uh, for me. Uh-huh. The only thing okay. that gets me to do shit is vanity. Um, but like, yeah, I, I've even noticed like when building now that my cardio is getting better and better, it's like, oh, okay. I mean, maybe if some shit happens, I'll have cardio. I like, because basically I'm not fighting anybody. I'm just going to run. I'll be a running ass coward. Yeah. In the, uh, a hider. I'm a hider. I can squeeze into weird places. <laughs> Whatever happens, I'll be a running ass hider. <laughs> I'm hiding and running, hiding and running. <laughs> I can run five miles I'm, now without stopping. So <laughs> you just point me in the direction. I mean, like, if it works, if it works, it works. Just you just get out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what even like combat trained people say. Really? Oh when, yeah. When you when you got like anybody, like I've seen uh, there is a show on Netflix, a doc series called Fighting, I think is what it's or Fightland, uh, where Frank Grillo just goes to different countries and, and learns their like sort of martial arts style. And like every single episode is like, dude. If you can run, fucking run. Don't fight anybody. Don't don't fight anybody that's willing to fight you. I yeah. think was something they said on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah. That smart. When I did Taekwondo, that was uh the guy said the same thing. Like he basically said he was like, I would never fight if I didn't have to. It was like I I would run away. That's what I would yeah. do. Yeah. It's not smart to like go toe to toe with anybody that's willing to fight because anybody that's willing to fight fights often. Like, because I'm not yes. gonna Did walk you see up the to Walmart guy. Fight. No, I didn't. There's this fucking customer going off in Walmart and like making a scene at the self checkout, and the employees go and grab a guy that can fight, and he comes out and he's already like in the mode, ready to scrap. You can tell he knows what he's doing and he fucking rocks his customer's world so well the guy comes at him he hits him a few times he bounces off the register and then when he gets back up he haymakers him and and then moves out of his way as the guy goes limp and just falls forward it's like it's a dude fighting in a walmart vest <laughs> yeah beating the shit out of a customer it's one of the best fight videos i've seen in recent times yeah hey fixer punk's right in the chat one of my goals is to be able to show you all brian in the singlet right uh, okay like people can actually see me in the singlet uh, okay. but i have to be able to shake my titties do that titty thing and uh-huh. i also have to be able to pull it down so you just see my shirtless body Oh. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Because I want to do that. I like the guy that wears like a singlet. And also, well, Katie keeps bringing this up. But it's not me. But wearing one of those shirts that's got the thin, uh, the the shirts that go like down, like sort of where your nipples are showing and everything, but like thin string tank tops. Huh? You know what I'm talking about? The weight no. strong guys wear? Like, like. There's like a lot of wrestlers that wear that kind of singlet that or shirt where it's like 
You're wearing like a scoop neck. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, there is like, I I think like, it's like a, what's the word? I can't remember. Spaghetti strap. You want to wear a tank spaghetti strap camisole? No, but it's, it's for men though. It's a tank top. That's like, it's a muscle shirt. I think it's for people with huge muscles. And that's sort of, if I'm going to work out, to be completely honest, I'm trying to get muscles. I'm trying to be able to like go up to somebody and we're talking and everything, and I'll be like, "You wanna, you wanna do a push-up contest, maybe? Like me uh, okay. versus you, you know? Yeah, that shit's cool. Dude. I did a plank off. We did a plank off years ago. It was a lot of fun. I'm pretty good. Muscle tank top. Thank you, milk soda. Muscle tank top. That's the shirt I want. They they're just what? they're for the most. They're for that the most. Come up with anything. I'm I'm looking. I'm I'm googling it. I don't know what you're talking about at all. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard. Why to would get you it wear spaghetti there. scrap tank top? Because you have huge muscles. So that's okay. all. Um, Bear, it's good to hear from you. Great call as always. We're gonna go and get the rest of these calls in. Bye bye. I think we lost they, Bear. They hung up. Yeah. Dude, Maybe yeah, off carry away by the way. Sustainable living bundle. Maybe I should just pay the $50. For what? The off grid sustainable living bundle from Angry Prepper. Oh, yeah, sure. Definitely. I don't know, but I'd like to see it. We'll, we'll, we'll try to get an Angry Prepper audio on That's a good uh, idea. Wednesday like show. That. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take like a that. look and stuff. Yeah. All, All right. right. Next cow. Thanks for calling Street Fight. How's it going? I think you're talking to me. We yep, sure we're are. talking to you. What's up? Hey, sorry to bum me all out, but uh, I accidentally fucked my way into a new job. Oh, okay. okay. You, what's your new job? Are you your manager? Uh, Are you the person that called last week and your manager got fired? No. Uh, okay. I am not that guy. Or not that okay. person. Uh, okay. No, I had been working on a project for work and uh, they did not know where to place me after that. But I fucked my way into... Uh, a better job. So I've been doing nothing all week. That's fresh. which I that know nice. is street fight precedent. Uh, no. Can nap. Uh, can you nap of, though? Can you nap at work? Is the question. Uh, I can do question. everything but nap. I have spent so much time on. Uh, YouTube and Google. But I Google. can't believe I, it. Well, oh, I, yeah? I do Google News. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. I look at uh, that sometimes. I'm looking there. Oh, yeah. My you God. like pick the nah, stories for Google News? Don't fuck with me anymore. And uh, I'm being anonymous because day one, I just took a half day. I just left. Yeah. 
middle of the day. Did you get paid more? You getting paid more? I'm getting paid the same. Same benefits, same everything. I was just like, well, uh, if you don't work for me, I'm going to leave. So nice. Okay. I figured I'd do the thing of uh, fucking leaving. Right on. We'll do it. Hey, that's great for you. Uh, Thanks for calling. Yeah. Nope. You have a great night. Sorry. Appreciate uh, it. I'm sorry for the boring car call. Oh, no. You're fine. We don't think that. Um, I'm posting. I just sent Brett. I I just DM'd you something. Okay. Uh, You can go ahead and. I'll check that out. See the shirt I want. I'm trying to put it in the chat for you. Dog, uh, be brave and just cut the sides out of a t-shirt. <laughs> cut it, get an and one t-shirt and just cut the whole sides out so every so there, there's a breeze going through. But it has a hood. Hey, the hood is bullshit. This is some <laughs> this is so such cool. wish dot this is wish.com ass athletic fashion you're showing me right now. It's a hoodie that has been cut <laughs> straight down so that like your lats and your pecs and stuff stick out. I'm telling you, just do that to your own damn shirt, man. Well, it's only $14 for the shirt. But you want to be intimidating? If you want to be intimidating, cut your own shirt because buying that look is makes you look bad. Cool. I think you should... No, no. It's cool to take your own shirt and say, I'm so fucking ripped. I'm cutting this up to show you. It's like using a steak knife as a weapon versus like a weapon that you bought from like the Rocky Mountain Knife Company. You okay. know, there's a little bit more. You're like, I'm da- I'm actually dangerous because I took this this old Coles uh, uh, Led Zeppelin shirt and just cut two gigantic holes in the sides. Okay, I will cut two gigantic holes into one of my shirt, but that's yes. not gonna happen for a while. I don't have muscles. I hated that. these dudes so much, though, man. Like these are the guys are the worst. Like the guys that wore these shirts, um, throw them away like garbage people. I hate these fucking dudes so much. There was a kid that always had the stretched out armhole shirt on, and he was such a fucking weak ass. He was a weak yeah. person, all right physique, but weak mentally and, uh, you know, in his character. It's so crazy. It, when you start searching for this stuff, you see the craziest stuff. Like, workout wish.com and Amazon has the weirdest fucking stuff ever now. Yeah, there's a shirt I want to buy here that says Chunky Hunks, and it's a uh, it's a rhinoceros working out. Maybe I'll get that for myself. That's I'm a that's fun. Hunk. I'm a chunky hunk. All right, let's get this next call. We got let's get this two next. more to go. Oh, okay, you got. Thanks for calling Six Street Fight. Who we talking to tonight? Hey, this is Alani. How's it going? Hey, hey what's Alani? Up? It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, great to talk to you guys. Um, I have a story that relates back to, um, something you guys were talking about. I want to say like two weeks ago when you were talking about what you listen to when you work out. Um, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> um, so usually like, you know, for like a fast paced workout, I'll listen to like rap or electronica or whatever. But, um, I was going to the gym really early in the morning and, I had been listening to Anne Rice's um, interview with a vampire. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's great. Um, and 
I was squatting and it's like an incredibly melodramatic book. Like there it's, you know, it's about like basically vampires, sex lives and like love lives. Um, yeah. And there was, <laughs> there was a scene where these two characters who were like companions, lovers, um, you know, for like a century, um, they were talking and I, I was listening to it while I was squatting and I was on my last set of like a five by five. So very heavy. And Mm -hmm. when I was on my way down, um, this one vampire was like, we're never going to see each other again. And at the bottom of my squat, I started crying (laughs) and I got totally stuck. I got totally stuck and I had to like use every muscle in my body, like my butthole basically to push me up. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, I I got to tell you, that really shakes things up. You're ready for everything. It's funny that you say that because I, on Saturdays now, uh, when I, when I uh, do cardio, I watch the wrestling from Friday. It's like an hour. Uh, so it's perfect. It fits right there in the workout. It makes, it makes the workout faster and something like really fucking funny happened this week. And I started laughing and I sort of almost fell off of the elliptical yeah. and it's like, uh, that stuff is so, it's so weird when like, cause you're, I don't think you're supposed to, I really don't think you're probably supposed to be watching TV or like listening to mm-hmm audiobooks when you work out it just doesn't up. seem normal, you know? even comedy podcasts no. i would let podcasts run while i would go on a run and uh something would happen would happen that would be funny and it would just make your knee go sideways and it just made, like fuck yeah. up your whole run totally like one time it's i so got weird. a tattoo and went for a run and i was like admiring my tattoo while i was running i was like oh i'm so sick i'm 19 i have a tattoo <laughs> and i tripped and fell <laughs> that's like when i was fucking writing one i i was i was always bragging to bragging to people that i can write while i walk around town right because i just use my computer open a google doc and and i don't know something had to get written i'm working on it uh, I'm walking and I'm like, this is fucking great. I'm really working my way through this. And I stepped right in brand new shoes too. We're talking about shoes that I had had for less than two weeks that were $160. And oh, no. I'm fucking writing on my phone. And I walked like into a pu- cement, like people pouring concrete in the street and and i put one foot down and i got up to my ankle and i was like man that feels weird so i fucking walked and put the other foot in it because i was still like looking at my phone i both of my fucking shoes totally ruined because i stepped in cement that and there were workers there too but they were facing the other way so they didn't see it happening and they didn't even see it happen i was so embarrassed i like kind of did that you know oh hey (laughs) kind of quick run by and then i was like i don't even fucking i don't know what to do in this situation really so yeah 
It's so weird. If you're not paying attention when you're doing anything and, and like, that's like Brett said, even a comedy podcast, when somebody says something really fucking funny, when you're doing something that takes any kind of concentration, it'll fucking, it will almost make you fall. Yeah. It has to be intense rock or rap rap. I can run to and work out to or hard heavy metal stuff. Like something that has to feel like I'm fighting against the devil himself. Uh, that's the only way I can do it. I, I gave up on any any podcasts while I work work out. It's it's weird to me that people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it was also like I had to sort of like when I came back up when I like fucking saved my own life and made it to the top of the squat. I like had to wipe away tears and just like <laughs> gather myself. Yeah, <laughs> it's so goddamn funny. Workout. You've got what it takes, though. Like you, like that's the thing. Think about like being a soldier on the battlefield and watching, like you know, some lovers die in the trench, and like you would have been right there pushing through. You know, just keep persevering. Yeah. It's yeah, so good. It's so fucking. Really that is crying is such a crazy thing to have happen when you're lifting too. Like laughing. Uh, you know, people are listening to comedy stuff all the time. Uh, you know getting angry people get angry maybe they're maybe they're having a conversation on the phone while they're doing it or something but fucking i I, you might be one of the only people to ever start crying in the middle of (laughs) lifting weights i know and it's like i was crying about something that like it wasn't like i was thinking about like um a relative who like passed away i'm i was crying about the possibility that these immortal beings might not see yeah. each other again immortal <laughs> lovers extinguishing a flame but that is kind of sad yeah so it is yeah, it, it bums is. me it, out it too is. It's, it's also it's like you're like so. you're immortal and you have to avoid somebody it's like do you just break up the earth into like hemispheres you can turn it into right? bats and fly anywhere you want like do you just have to say like do you pick what countries are yours it's like a, a divorce like what's what where are you allowed to go and hang out you know like one of you gets paris one of you gets berlin you know <laughs> what wait the can fuck? those guys really turn totally. into bats can the all vampires can. vampire guys turn into bats so and right and in Anne Rice's so far, I haven't read all of her books. They don't turn into bats. They're like I was thinking that. Um, they're not they're more then. like humanoid, but they can have like incredible powers. Yeah, you can don't they fly. Need, like, they don't need. Why? Do they fly? Um, some of them can. I feel like I need to stop okay. because I don't want to ruin people's experience of it. But they um, can turn but into I a bat. I, I want to know the world I'm in. is turning into a bat is a lot more of uh it's it's kind of what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with the Batman movies. They're so afraid to put like Robin in a Batman movie because they think it'll mess with it tonally. And that is exactly uh-huh. why vampires don't turn into bats anymore. Right. Yeah. Because it is it is really funny to see a guy turn into a bat and fly away. <laughs> It is, and they're so vulnerable as bats, right? Like, have you ever yeah. seen like bats get stuck in something? Like, that's embarrassing if you're immortal. They also can't fly very. Bat bats can't like fly to like the other side of the country. They they pretty much fly in the same like small area in a circle. 
you know, it takes so much energy for a bat to fly. I've always thought that's about all birds, but yeah, why would you want to turn into a bat to fly? It's so much more convenient to get on an airplane. Uh, no, or, yeah. or, or the most, one of the more convenient ways to fly is maybe you meet up with a witch and ride on her broom. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're like, Hey, yeah. I'm a vampire. You're a witch. I'll fucking, you know, help. I'll protect you or whatever. And then you let me that. get rides on the broom. I'll give you yeah. some sort totally. of, uh, like zombified corpse remains to use in your next spell or something. Yeah. I think yeah, bad yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like, bad is inconspicuous. Everybody thinks they're around. I don't think that if you turn into a bat as a vampire, you got to join a bat colony. You're not like stuck underneath that bridge in Austin, Texas. You know, like you I feel like you have a little to, more freedom of movement. But you have to talk to other so. bats, right? Or else you'll run into each other. Yeah, I mean the other bats are going to be like, "What's up with this fucking? What's the echolocation going I know. on with this Why does per- this bat person?" Have- like, why does this bat have a little lace collar on, right? Yeah, what's up with this? the velvet cape? Is this the king or something of the bats? Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. It's such and- a, I, you don't, you don't, when you look and see a bat in the air, it never looks like they're going anywhere, you know? And it looks like it probably would be tiring. Brett has a bat tattoo, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it looks exhausting. Yeah. It no, looks exhausting yeah. to be I mean, a bat. They were created by they were created by demons and gods together. They're perfectly designed for it's flight. True. That's the only reason they can fly. It's true, but yeah, flying period looks really exhausting. Like I can't even fly like normally in my dreams. Like my subconscious is just like, oh my god, no! Like you're I you're chained to the fly. ground. In no, dreams, no, no, no. I can to the fly, ground. but I'm like on my back and I just like gently move my hands. Oh, like I'm like yep. in like a bathtub sort of. Yep. Yeah. That's like the best I can muster. Yeah. I always think about that. I like, I, I just, How do, I mean, you fly in your you dreams, really, Brian. Oh, hell no. I, I mean, I don't dream very much, uh, but no, I don't think I do. And the thing is like, if I was, if I was going to have the power of flight, it's only it really, the power of flight is only good if you have it like Superman or like uh, somebody that can like levitate up and stuff like that. Other than that, it's kind of like it's too tiring to do. Like if, if you have to flap your wings or whatever, it just seems exhausting. I don't I, I wouldn't even want to fly. Oh, yeah. It's mostly if somebody, gliding. If somebody met up with me, like if I met somebody and they were like, hey, man, I can give you the power of flight. But, you know, you got to flap your wings. I'd be like, nah, I'm. I'm okay. You got any I'll other powers I can get? <laughs> you got any give other me, powers? <laughs> give me some money for a flight. Invincibility? Can I get invincibility? I'd love that. Invisibility. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm you know, saying? Persona management in the chat is right. Their neighbor's cat caught a bat. That would also <laughs> suck that like you just have some cat <laughs> jump off a roof and drag you out of the ground, uh, drag you out of the air, you know? Yeah, that's the problem. That's why they don't do bats anymore. They just, I think they also think like bats are like, yeah, it's so easy. And it also like vampires are sexy and I mean, being a bat isn't going to work out. And they're kind of cuddly. They're cuddly in a way, but a lot of them have really disgusting faces. 
Yeah, bats are ugly as but, motherfucker. But, that's for sure. But Brian, also, like, have you seen a bat dick? No, I'm googling uh, it right now. Bat dick, bat dick, bat dick. This is it worse than a pig dick? They're not sexy. Um, damn, bats have like human penises. Yep. Yep. So when you say they're not sexy, you might be wrong. Yeah, they do. They that's, have human oh, fucking fuck. penises. Dude, that's a great looking set. I know. And it's an actual, like, it has two balls. Dick and balls. And dick. Yeah, yeah, they got the whole thing, man. Man, that might be an actual vampire, though, if you think about it. Yeah. You know? Because that's probably just a regular, that looks like a regular dude's dick on a on a bird. <laughs> it looks like how I wake up every single day. <laughs> with, with wings. Very weird. Well, thank you for hipping me to bat penises. And, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Uh, we're going to get this last call in. Go and take okay. the rest Thanks of the night off. Thanks for my call. Thanks, yeah. Lonnie. Thank Please you. call Have back. I will. Man, that bat stick is something else, man. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, it's like a little hard, little red rocking. Not even red. Not even, dog, not even a dog stick. It's just like a regular old human penis. Yeah, that's a wild fucking dick, man. It's so oh, cool. and it says they can do oral sex on themselves. Ah, uh, lucky. See, that's why you become a bat. I mean, I th- here's, the, here's how I feel. Vampire comes with a lot of other pros. The transportation was created at a time when there wasn't a lot of other shit going on. So bat kind of worked. Yeah, I think that, yeah. I mean, it's like you get to be immortal. You get to have sex slaves. You get to create also like little monster slaves out of like guys. And then you have to turn to a bat to fly. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, bats are impressive. All right. Last call. Oh, look who this is. Oh, thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? It's Marla from Dallas. Howdy. Marla, Pro what's Peach. up? Am I the last caller? You yep. are. You're the cherry on top. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's good. Um, I was hoping I would be because I only have depressing things to talk about with work tonight. <laughs> yeah, we were having too much fun here. Yeah, we're talking about bats and vests. <laughs> have you seen a bat's dick and balls, though, Marlo? It's pretty wild. Yeah, I've seen a lot of different kinds of dick and balls, but not that kind. Nice. Okay. All right. Well, what's going on? I'm I'm stealing myself for this. <laughs> um. So something really fucked up happened to me at work. Um, I know I've called into the show before, but uh, for anybody who doesn't remember me, uh, my name's Marla. I'm a stripper living here in Dallas, Texas, and I just wanted to complain about how fucked up work has been lately for me uh, over the past like yeah. two months. And it started in February. Uh, bear with me. Cause this is like, I feel like this is the first time that I've like tried to get comfortable talking to like a lot of other people about how, like how prevalent sexual violence is in the club that I work at. And uh-huh. Part of why, like, this violence is so prevalent is because I work at a club that's, like, 
kind of well-known for prostitution. Uh, we call them extras in the club. So there's a lot of extras going on in this club. So customers have certain expectations about uh, what they're going to get with, right. with girls in the club. And so that's something that I have to deal with over and over and over again is, you know, guys propositioning me and like in and of itself, I don't mind. Like, I don't really care if somebody propositions me like that. It's just the fact that like, I have to like constantly negotiate consent with grown men who were never taught anything about consent. And like my pushback against them is going to be like their first like harsh lesson in consent from, you know, somebody who they like feel entitled to sexually. So that's a roundabout way of getting to my story. Yeah. And it also, it creates a situation Uh, where now they're in, they, they're, they feel embarrassed and they're like, you're supposed to protect their ego because they like uh, made a, they made a a wrong decision or something or did an impasse that um, uh, is like the, the, at the, they were barking up the wrong tree, you know, and now all of a sudden their pride is hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's exactly how I would describe it. And, you know, there are a lot of different types of men that, that come into my club and that I'm able to, to meet and interact with. But I mean, most often it's men who feel as though like I am just somebody for them to like project onto like, it doesn't really matter what I want or need as like a sex worker in a club to them. It's like, if they want X, Y, Z and they have this much money, then they expect that they'll be able to pay you a certain amount and you do whatever they want. And yeah, there's like an amount of money so for this everybody. You everybody has saying? a price. Yeah, they're the fucking assholes that say everybody has a price. Right, right. And anybody who's been in the sex industry know that like not all money is good money. Like right. some guy can pay you to be in a VIP room for like $1,000 an hour but if he's like trying to rape you, which is what happened to me this past week, then it, was that money worth the kind of violence that, that people like me experience? I don't know, but not at all. What happened yeah. was, yeah, exactly. What happened was that this happened back in like February, like the first week of February. And this is what I mean when I say that, like the club has been really fucked up for me lately. Um, I was at work back in February and I got into a VIP room with a guy who out of nowhere put both of his hands around my throat and started to choke me as hard as he could. Oh God. And he like strangled me so hard that his arms started shaking. And this is like a big guy. This is, this guy's built like a linebacker. Like he's six foot, well over 250 pounds like huge three times my size and he lets go of me within seconds and when he let go of me he like slaps me in the face and i feel like i should clarify that like i think he assaulted me because like choking and slapping women turns him on and he didn't think of himself as doing anything wrong because he had already paid me for the room Uh, and because he sees he sees strippers like me as like existing to fulfill 
whatever specific desire of his that he has without any regard for like my safety or my boundaries. Yeah. And, so and no I, saying out loud, I'm, I'm willing to do this or like, yeah, I mean, somebody would, there's a, there's somebody that does have that as a price. Like you could do that to me for an amount of money, but he never verified that's what he was getting with you just showed up and started throwing the money around and then thinking he'd do whatever he wants. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I have a hard time explaining exactly what happened next because I was just in shock that somebody would assault me out of nowhere like that. Like I remember telling him, I remember saying, you can't do that. And when I asserted that boundary, he responded that he didn't, he didn't want me in the VIP room anymore. Like he didn't want me anymore. So I was like, dancing for him when he did that and so i stopped dancing and i left i i left the room and okay like i'm I'm laughing now but the only reason i'm laughing is because like that wasn't even the worst part of that night like the worst part of that night uh it wasn't being assaulted like that it was whenever i went to go to my managers for help yeah that's what I was thinking about as well, is that like yeah. this environment is set up by somebody else. The person making money, there's somebody making money on top of all of this. Like you see those like TikToks and they get spread around where like dancers are sharing like racks of money that they're counting up at the end of the night. But there's someone on top of that that's creating this environment that's making even more, you know, and not even doing their, not even doing the work of providing any sort of safety or security for the people that are making the money. You know, you know, of course. Right. And, and the, my club doesn't have bouncers for the VIP room. Um, the VIP rooms are mostly upstairs That's ridiculous. and all the bouncers and managers are downstairs. So, so they're, so they're, yeah, it is so ridiculous. They're, com- they're complicit in it. They're just setting up a scenario where it's anything goes up there. We're, we're not in charge. We're not responsible. Who knows what happens up there? That's between you and her. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And everybody knows it. Like this isn't, you can literally go on the Yelp reviews for my club and see people talking about the prostitution that goes on in the club. It's like set up that uh-huh. way. This is intentional. Right. And right. I, so this happened and I, I left the VIP room and I went to go tell my managers that I wanted to go home early. And they just raked me over the fucking coals about everything that they think that I did wrong in this situation. I mean, what oh, did you God. do wrong, though? That's the question. Like, uh, what did you actually do wrong in this situation? Are you supposed to, like, I don't know. I don't even know what to do there, you know? So what happened is that I, I went into the, the office and I told my managers I wanted to go home early. And of course they asked me why. And I said, this guy just choked me and I'm upset and I need to leave right now. And so I told them that and I go back into the dressing room and like I get my stuff and start changing my clothes because I'm leaving. Like there's no way I'm staying for the rest of my shift. I think I had like four hours left in my shift at that point. And that. they go they go to confront the guy who had strangled me 
And the guy denied assaulting me and said that I was actually mad over money. Like the guy claimed that I had wanted more money from him. And when I didn't get that money, I lied to my managers to try to get him kicked out. What is the, so, uh, uh, what, what is the, like, like, so they're going to definitely be on his side, right? Like they, they don't, they don't take you into account as, as a person who this happened to fucking like shouldn't be though. always right situation. No, no people that do pe the people in charge of this know exactly the kinds of piece of shit scumbags. I that agree. Like go to these places. They should have never ever. They should have just bounced that guy immediately. There's no, you don't want people hanging around the club like that. It seems like bad business all the way down. I it's fucking astonishing that they would do that. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. So here's where I realized that I was in trouble is that when these managers stopped asking, like after I had changed into my, my clothes and went back into the dance office, the manager stopped asking about what he did wrong and started asking me about what I did wrong. So I get back into the dance office and one of the managers just looks at me very blankly. And he says, he said the last time a girl got choked in here, she came to us crying and screaming, like implying that I was too calm and I was too <sighs> cool to have just been assaulted. Yeah, that's and that is that's totally like uh, that is something I could hear somebody saying for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, 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 it, that's an incredibly like, yeah, and that's I mean that's yeah that's also awful. That's them like saying that there's only one correct. They know how this goes down. That's awful. I mean, I, I had my own sexual assault happen <laughs> during my wild summer. And like, I was frozen in fear for like a few days. And then when it washed over me, what happened? And like, I accepted like what was going on and everything like that was my breakdown. But like immediately after, and you couldn't have told that, that like I had just been a violator. Someone had like pushed my boundaries. Yeah. And of course it's fucking absurd for a strip club manager to act as though there's some sort of expert on um, like assault victims or, yeah. or think that they know anything about how assault victims are supposed to react. You have no clue what that is. And like, I mean, to ask for a show is just insulting. Yeah. And the thing is, if I had done that, if I had come into the office, like screaming and crying, they would have told me to calm the fuck down. Right. Like they, they would have hysterical. wanted me to be as calm as I was. Exactly. Exactly. They would have called me hysterical. And at that point, like, as soon as he told me that I was like, fuck, like I, like I, I, in that moment thought I should not have told my managers what happened. I should have just said, I'm going home. I'm upset. I'm leaving. Because right. if I, I had stomach, said that, I have a stomach like, virus. Exactly. Like they would have let me go home. You know, that's not the issue, but I stupid fucking me. Like I thought that it would be best for this guy to get kicked out and that the managers would take my side. But what the managers, there were two managers that I was talking to in the dance office and the other one 
told me that legally in the club, you can only ask for money in very specific ways. And that I had asked the customer for money in the wrong way. Like I had asked him for paying for my time. And you're, you're not supposed to do that. According to my managers that like asking somebody like a customer to pay for like an hour, you're supposed to say that they're paying for the song, like by song. A dance, yeah. So they told me, yeah, they told me that I fucked up saying that I wanted money for the hour. And they got upset with me over that. Oh my God. Like they told me that that could be construed as solicitation despite my not actually offering actual sex in exchange for money. And so what I need people who are not strippers to understand is that many local laws like involving prostitution and solicitation are so expansive that even the implication of exchanging sex for money can be grounds for arrest. Like the manager told me, he said, and I quote, he said, if the guy had been an undercover cop, you could have been arrested for solicitation or prostitution tonight. And of oh course I'm thinking, God. so, so you think undercover cops go around to strangling dancers and VIP? Yeah, and the thing is, I of do course think he that, doesn't but... think that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they don't think that, but I like, think, I think that. Well, we know that, but we know that's not where <laughs> they're coming from. No, your boss is not thinking that. It does sound like cop behavior. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they would be more explicit about the terms and all of that. I, I don't think that uh I don't think this guy was trying to bust anybody. He was trying to get away with uh fucking abusing the shit out of somebody. He he really like and they didn't have your back. I I, I don't know. W- what's your plan from here? What do you, what's the plan? Like are you are you going to go back? <laughs> So this happened the first week of February and I took basically all of February. I took all of February off from the club. Like that happened, I think February 3rd and I took the rest of the month off. Shit. And are you going back? I talked. The thing is I've been back for like the entire month of March. I've been back. Has it been better? Like have, have things gotten any better? I don't see, I don't know how to like, I don't know if I should like laugh or cry at that question. Cause like my last, my last shift, like Friday night, like some guy tried to rape me. <laughs> like he, I was Shit. dancing for him and he just like pulls out, he just like pulls out his dick and tries to force it inside me. So Fuck. no, it's been worse. <laughs> Jesus, Marla. I mean, are you, um, I wish there was something we could do to help. Like, well, I wish I could punch that guy in his uh, dick, but, uh, also just, but yeah, this, this scenario is like how low we've gotten. I mean, that men just really think that there is a place in the United States that you can walk into a building and just pay to, to force yourself on somebody or like they, they have to do it. It's like the customer is always right at the strip That's, club. Like, yeah. you, you know what you're getting? It's, it's, it's a, 
a fun time with a pretty girl that dances. That's all it is. There is nothing else here. You know, you would love it if they made a sign. Like I know they have codes of conduct or whatever for like a lot of times on the wall where it's like, don't wear your hat backwards and shit like that. But there's never anything that's like, Hey man, you're not, you're not going to be having sex tonight. Okay. And just fucking that's the rules. And uh, don't expect it and don't fucking ask for it. Like that, it really does feel like there needs to just be a sign that says you're not going to have sex with one of these women tonight. It's like, it is not yeah. going to happen because people need to know that. But instead that's specifically not there because they want you to think that you might have sex tonight because you spend more money at that point. Well, winners and losers in the chat is right as well. It says that the reason that prostitution is illegal is because it does keep men in charge because like you, you don't have any sort of legal recourse. Like they've made it seem like you could get in trouble for, for selling yourself at a club or something like you could, it could be misconstrued that you were selling something that's illegal and it's, and that's where we're at. And that's it by keeping it all murky, it just keeps the worst dudes ever in charge of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Well, the thing is, I, I, I feel like there's, if I could kind of tie this all together, cause like I'm reading the chat and like, there are a lot of people saying that, you know, I shouldn't work there anymore. And, you know, I took all of February off, but I'd basically been working all of March at the same club. And like I said, it's gotten worse. But like, what do I, I kind of just just want to push back and say, like, like people get treated like shit and violated and assaulted at their jobs like every day like it's not just strippers who have to deal with this and like what do, like what do we all do we got to get up again the next day and go to fucking work because we have bills to pay so like i've stayed yeah, yeah. at that club because it is good money like i've made great money this month of march like i've had to deal with a lot of bullshit and like sometimes i feel like i'm losing my fucking mind but i mean at the end of the day like like I am taken care of financially. Like I have the resources necessary to like have a therapist. I, I, I can take time off if I need to, I can take a whole month off of work, which I already did. Like yeah. who else can say that? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, and like, I you're, feel I mean, you're so good. I feel like there's almost no point in like talking about the violence that I've experienced at work without explaining the political implications because like I said, like I'm in a very good position to recover from violence like this. Like I have a strong support system around me. Like in terms of people who are like vulnerable in the club, like, yeah, I've been on the receiving end of like a lot of violence in there, but at the same time, like I don't feel as though I need, I don't need pity. Like I don't need people to feel sorry for me. What I need is for people to fucking support the decriminalization of sex work so myself and others like me can receive just even a shred of labor protections. Like we, I want to be able to go back to that club and expect a safe environment. And like when I do get assaulted, I should be able to confront that violence with dignity. Like the managers should kick his ass out, should take my side, 
Like I should be able to go home when I want and not have to deal with a manager who thinks I'm fucking lying to him about having just been strangled. Like the labor protections necessary to facilitate like our dignity as sex workers is just not feasible when prostitution and sex work is criminalized. Like I got assaulted at work and instead of receiving report, like I got raped over the coals by my managers because they were more concerned with how I could be criminalized over my safety. Like our safety will never be prioritized until we are free from that criminalization. And I feel like what happened to me back in February is such a perfect crystallization of that because it's like, maybe, maybe they were bullshitting me about what solicitation charges I could have caught should that guy have been an undercover cop. Like they told me he could have been like, I don't know what it's going to take for a strippers like myself to get those kinds of labor protections, but they're not possible when we have to deal with the possibility of being arrested for trying to get paid just for dancing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're, you're playing in a way you're playing in the the game of capitalism in that, like you have a very high risk, but it comes with the very high reward. And, And like the people that are good at, at dancing and at creating connections and working with people like you can extract a lot of money from men that are desperate. Um, but you're absolutely nailing the point of like, until we make like full blown sex work illegal, um, we muddy everything else and create these circumstances for like that guy should be able to go to choke out a woman that's getting paid $4,000 or however much money she wants to be paid. Like, if he wants to go have a sexual encounter with someone, he should be able to go somewhere else besides the strip club, because that's not what is expected of strippers, you know? And so when, when we throw everything in the dark, like everything gets very murky, but if it was okay to go pay for sex, the only things that would be illegal would be the horrible shit, the underage stuff, the like sex slavery stuff. Like until we, we allow like full sex work to be legal, we create these circumstances where some guy thinks that he can just throw some money around in a club and choke somebody out because he spent the money. And like, there's, there's, cause it's all, none of it's out in the open. None of it is, is uh, able to, to, to be like, to be legal. So we end up with these circumstances and yeah, it, it's, it's a it's missing from the conversation for like the save our children people and any of the like, you know, the turfs and the weird rad femme people and the anti-prostitution sex work, fucking liberal ass people. Um, they really miss out on how uh, legalizing it all will shine a light on who's doing the most fucked up shit. Then we know who's like, shouldn't be doing, you know, doing what they shouldn't be. And it would, it would allow you to like, yeah, to be open about making your money and, unionizing and defining what your your work environment is like yeah 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 that's exactly how i would put it and um like i said i'm I'm reading the chat i just wanted to clarify like uh there's a difference between legalization of prostitution and decriminalization of prostitution and thank you to the person in the chat who just plugged my substack because uh, I explain those differences in my Substack, that was just linked there. Because um, I've I've been talking about like the decriminalization of prostitution from a stripper's perspective from like for a while now, basically as as long as I've been on Twitter at least. 
Um, but yeah, I just, I, I want to reiterate for people that like, there is nothing about the scenario that the police could improve. Like there's no law, there's no criminal penalty. There's no law enforcement that could have solved this problem. Like this, like on top of the fact that like, we have no bouncers, like the, the most basic of legal protections, the most basic labor rights that I would like as a dancer, starting with bouncers to help physically protect me in the club. Maybe we can start there. I feel like there are so many people who talk about sex work and, and prostitution who have no stake in this matter. Like they are sitting at home in front of their fucking laptops and they will not know what it's like to experience what I have experienced. They are not in danger of being sexually assaulted every single time they go to work. And I am. And right. yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do an identity politic and say that, yes, my position as a stripper and as somebody who has done full service, like that does entitle me to a seat at the table where I get to say that, like, I want to go to work. I want to be a stripper. I yeah. want to do this work in the sex industry and I should be able to do it safely. As long yeah, and I, as I am doing this work to provide for myself, I just want the basic smallest dignity of being safe at work. Understood. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I mean, I know other people that strip and I mean, you are the realist about what your job is. No one is like taking, you know what you're getting into every single day when you go there and you manage to deal with a lot of like, really awful men in their situations with a lot of finesse and uh, make it work. And at the end of the day, we need to protect the hell out of you. That's all. That's all that matters really is that you do have at least somebody in charge that's willing to fucking get rid of somebody that's assaulting people. Yeah. I, I don't like, I I'm with you. I, I get it. I, I don't know where we move from here. Like we have, it's a long conversation we need to have. Uh, and we, as we move forward into things, I don't know if all of it gets out there, but you've illuminated a lot for us and, uh, I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for taking my call, man. Any event. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Anytime. No, it's tough. No, I mean, yeah. I mean like my, a friend of mine got a fucking drink thrown in her face. She has like a perf, she has like a scar on her face forever because she got attacked at work. And uh, these kind, these type of jobs don't receive the kind of uh, protections that they should. Like, uh, like you know, everybody likes a lady that can dance well with her clothes off, and I feel like we should be be protecting that uh, and not treating it, you know, the way that we do. It, it's uh, it sucks. Well, thank you for your solidarity, and and from the <laughs> solidarity from the people in the chat, I appreciate that. Well, thanks for calling, Marla. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, we're we're uh, so you're cool night, page on Twitter, and then you got your Substack going, right? What's the Substack? I missed it. Yeah, the Substack up. is is a no. I'm here. It's marlacruz.substack.com. Um, I'm going to be writing some new pieces for the spring and the summer here. I'm going to be defining what makes a sex worker. I'm going to be talking a little bit about uh, sex work and imperialism. Uh, I'm going to be writing some more like personal shit about my experiences in the club, kind of talking about what I've talked to about, uh, what I've talked about tonight. 
and Pearl Peach on on Twitter. So thank y'all for taking my call, man. It was it was a good time. Thank you. Yeah, Marla, you're a shining gem. We appreciate your insight. Have a good night. Get some rest. Good night. That's oh, it's so it, it sucks, man. I hate that. I mean, it's such a like the 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 club can be such a fun environment, and then it just gets poisoned so quickly by people that they can they can just like buy and sell and own other folks or like take advantage of them because they have money, you know. But they yeah, they just think that they just I think spent that like everybody's for sale at the place. They don't think about what that makes them or what kind of a shitty human that makes them. You know, they're like, I can go into this place and I can be a degenerate. It's great. Yeah, whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's a lot like, it's like Vegas. Yeah. Blank yeah. check. Whatever you want to do. All your sins. Keep them going. Uh, the chat. A couple of people in the chat did say that might be an undercover cop, and I also think it does sound like undercover cop behavior to me. <laughs> in a way, yeah. it just seems like somebody that would do something like that and say, "No, actually, uh, I didn't do that at all. She propositioned me, and I could send her to jail." Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, yeah. Well, that is street fight. And, uh, that was fun, right? Yeah, it was a great show. Thanks for everybody that called in. We appreciate it. As always, we'll be back on Wednesday to live stream twitch.tv slash street fight radio. If you want to watch what we do, jump in the chat. Uh, thank you to dot com. Thank you to cheer rabbits, Lizzie Lamore. Hey, it's Vina. All y'all psychic gasoline is always in the chat. Uh, Mad Rush Outwards. Uh, let's keep it running. Let's let's uh, spread this mess across the U.S. It it only works if you jump in. You got you got to get in this like cesspool with us. And we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.